Misfits in the Book of Mormon is now available on Amazon.com. Who were some of these misfits in the Book of Mormon, and what can we learn from them about belonging in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? And how can we fill a stronger sense of belonging with Christ? You can find out more by reading Misfits in the Book of Mormon, now available on Amazon.com. You could also check out my other books, including Oh Lord, My God, The Jesus You Need to Know, The Prodigal Son, and I Survived, Now What? Finding Meaning from Loss. Hello and welcome back to Misfits in the Church, a show designed to help individuals who are struggling with belonging in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Have you ever wondered where all the young people of the church have gone? If so, you're certainly not alone. This is not only a problem or a challenge in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but it is a worldwide problem and something that has been studied for several generations and so what, what is it that we know? Well, first, it's important, it's important to recognize that when we say leaving the church, we're not always clear what that means. Does that mean having the name removed from the records? Typically, it means that the person is simply saying, I'm not a member of the church, whether their, their name is on the records or not. It's just them saying whether they are or not. There are some challenges with how that is done with regard to research, but um, I think it's probably the best place to start. And what we have seen, I say we, I haven't been the one who has conducted the actual research, but what I have seen in the research is that those who are part of Gen Z, meaning those who are born between 1997 and 2012, 40, roughly 48% of them do not, 48% of them say that they do not have any religious affiliation. Millennials are slightly lower at about 44%, as is my understanding. I'll go ahead and provide the links to some of the things that I have looked at. What is especially alarming about this, you know, youth and young adults have always, it's always been a time of exploration, a time of maybe rebellion. For, for some, uh, that's, that's not as concerning as the fact that many of these people do not return, which is what happened in previous generations. And so when we think about the worth of a soul, when we think about the challenges that are associated with this, whether it's in our church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, or is it, is it important that, that people have a religious background, if you will, is it, is it important to have a doctrinal compass with you, like the Liahona, to guide you through the wilderness of this life? I think it is, and I, I applaud those who are members of any faith today. I think it takes a lot of courage to be a, a strong adherent to, to any faith, and it definitely takes a lot of courage to be a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, to stand up for the right while loving people not condemning them while at the same time saying these are things that are that are God's truth. Okay, so what are some of the things that lead to 
individuals leaving the church. And we could, we could say this regard to anyone, but we'll focus most of the time here to referencing young adults and youth. A big part of it, a lot of it, you know, we could say changing culture, the media. Yeah, I think those things have definitely made a difference, including increased media exposure. I mean, the amount of media that youth and young adults are exposed to when you're including social media platforms, to the internet, to movies, you know, to chat rooms, just all these different possibilities. It's just so much more than what any other generation has experienced. And so it's impossible to not be influenced by that. I mean, when I'm, when I'm watching a commercial for pizza or ice cream, I get hungry for those things. So of course, if we see these things enough over and over and again, they're going to influence us one way or another, okay? Uh, I think another aspect of that, however, has to do with the amount of trust that we have in society today. When I was growing up, I would say that our generation was relatively trusting. I wouldn't say completely trusting, but definitely more than it is today in our society. I was looking at some of the trends and research out there about trust in society, and it is at all-time lows. I mean, from trust in the government, to trust in the president of the United States, to trust in the media, to trust in medical experts, to trust in religious affiliations. I mean, trust is just taking a nosedive. And I have learned in my research with trauma is that when, tr when trust does not exist, that is really the birthplace for a lot of trauma. That is really the birthplace for a lot of confusion. And so if there is a lack of trust and that trust was not established early in their life, then, you know, that, that really opens the door for a lot of potential problems later on down the road. I think another aspect, too, is while I was growing up, there was an emphasis on doing your duty, whether it was scouting or in the church, do your duty to God, your country, to your family, to your church. And yeah, that was, it was, it could get annoying sometimes as, as a young person. But at the same time, there was a very clear standard of what was expected. And when you're able to reach that, you, there was a sense of honoring, whether it's from other people or from yourself, where you're going, oh, you know, I feel good that I was able to do what I was supposed to do. Those standards are much more slippery today than they have been in, in the past. They're, they're much more difficult and confusing than they have been in the past. Instead of duty, I, I, haven't, I haven't really heard that harped on as, as much. I mean, I've been, in, I've been in priesthood quorums for many, many years, and uh, the, the importance of doing your duty is not something that has been focused on for a long period of time. I don't I don't even necessarily want people to, to focus on that anymore because you're like, don't tell me what to do. But that that's kind of the point is, particularly for young adults and youth today, there's this not only don't tell me what to do, but don't tell me how to feel. And you can't tell me if I need to believe or not. And if, if you tell me that I need to go to church, then that's uh, religious abuse or that's emotional abuse. You know, it's just that the standards for what people believe today is very different than in previous previous generations. 
And there's much more of what's called individualism today, where people believe that they ought to be able to do whatever they want to do if it feels good to them. They're focusing on pleasure many times rather than the pleasing word of God. And a lot of times it's difficult to tell the difference between those. You know, you have the iron rod that runs along the filthy waters. It's not always easy, especially if you haven't had experience distinguishing between those. Some other reasons why youth and young adults leave is major divide between the church and society, you know, where uh, there's all this advocacy for different sexual orientations, um, marijuana use, for example, um, a lot of racial issues and injustices. Now I know that the church is, is really attempting to reach out to people who may have felt wronged or hurt by the church in any way, and even if it was because of a doctrinal issue. But I think I think the real strength or success of that is not really going to be from an institutional place, but from an individual place, where we as individuals in the ward and as neighbors go to other people and say, you know what, we we should have treated you right. And even if we don't agree with what you're doing or what you what you believe in, it doesn't give me the right to condemn or to shame you or to look down upon you. And for that, I'm really sorry. It reminds me of an old Domino's campaign. Years ago, Domino's came out and he essentially said, yeah, I mean, a whole whole media blitz saying, yeah, we know our pizza's bad. We're, we're listening to you and we're going to do better. And I think we could kind of do that, whether it's individually or as wards, we could say, yep, you know what? We're listening to you. And no, we don't, we don't need to change our ingredients. We don't need to change our doctrine. But at the same time, just like Jesus who went to the woman caught in adultery, he says, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. We, we tend to gravitate to one side or the other where we are either condemning or we're tolerating and encouraging of behaviors or practices that are not consistent with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus taught us that we need to not condemn while at the same time not promote behaviors or, or teachings that are inconsistent with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And again, I think we tend to gravitate to one, one side or the other. I think another thing that would really help in, in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is by having, um, you know, by, by looking at the difference between culture or, or tradition and doctrine. And I know that the Church has talked about this in General Conference before, but I'll just give you a quick example of this. In the many wards that I've attended, what I've noticed is, in general, that, and, and maybe, you, maybe you haven't noticed this before, and I hope this doesn't trigger anyone, but I, I often notice that it's women who tend to give the opening prayers and men that tend to give the closing prayers. There tends to be a youth speaker and then a women speaker and then a, a man speaker, right? And I think sometimes I think that could send a message that, you know, men are the ultimate or the final word kind of a thing. Now, I don't really have a problem with that if that's set in stone. I, I don't have a problem with that and I don't have a problem the other way either that, if, if women are the last speakers or the women say the closing prayer, right? So um, anyways, that's, that's just one idea or, or principle. 
I think the other thing too, kind of going back to the Domino's ad thing is, is just to have a real conversation as, as a ward. And I don't know exactly where that would be. You know, I was thinking maybe a fifth Sunday lesson, but that could get kind of out of, out of control a little bit. Maybe in the councils of the church where they're saying, you know what, where, where can we own what we've done wrong? And how, how can we best go to, to people? And I've, I've known when, particularly when leaders of the church have gone to individuals who have felt isolated or abandoned or rejected by the church, when they've gone to them and they've said, you know what, we failed you. This this is this is the doctrine of the church. I can't I can't excuse that, but I sacrificed one part of the gospel for another. I I wasn't willing to to agree with you because I thought it was wrong. While at the same time I was condemning of you. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry I did that. I'm really sorry. And if you'll come back, I I promise. I promise I'll I'll do everything I I, I could do but I'll, I'll probably still slip up but I promise you that I'm really going to try. And I think people really um, you know really hear that and really feel that if it's if it's genuine and I think that is very effective as well. So what are some of the reasons why you think young adults and youth are increasingly leaving the church and what are some things that you think can can be changed? Or what, what are some things that you think that can help young adults and youth who are who have left or are thinking about leaving return? Do, do we need a new program? Do we need, you know, a new principle that's emphasized? Do we, you know, do we need the, the Alma the Younger and Sons of Mosiah moment where angels come down? I mean, that's what it took in the Book of Mormon is that there was there were a lot of youth who were leading leaving the church and and causing a lot of other people to leave the church as well and that's something we definitely are are seeing today. I would just like to say this that if you are struggling or are thinking about leaving the church and maybe this is your first pod, podcast episode with me and if so I just want to say thank you for joining me. But what I emphasize in this podcast is that we don't base our sense of belonging upon other people. And I know a lot of times we tend to focus on that in, in the church overall, is that I belong to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, right? <laughs> so I don't have a great voice sometimes. Anyways, but you, you know what I'm talking about. I, this, is, this is me. This is just my own opinion here. The whole, whole you know, 15 cents worth. It is that we need to know, we need to feel that we belong to our Savior Jesus Christ and to our Heavenly Father first. If we are going to church and saying, you know what, I don't feel like I belong. I don't feel like I belong here. It's going to be really hard to keep going back. It's going to be really hard to keep our testimonies intact. We have to have a testimony, a knowledge, a feeling, an emotion that we belong to our Savior, Jesus Christ, and to our Heavenly Father. And in that process, when we could bring that with us into church and say, you know what, regardless of how other people treat me, regardless of how other people see me, I still belong to Heavenly Father and to Jesus Christ. And because I belong to Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ, I belong to His church. 
My belongingness is not dependent on other people. Yeah, it could hurt. It could stink. It'd be, it, you know what? I, and sometimes it may be wonderful. But my sense of belonging to their church does not depend upon other people. My sense of belonging depends on me knowing that I belong to them. I hope that's helpful because it's, it's certainly something that has helped me. And uh, for those of you who have who feel like you belong and who have always felt like you belong, my hope is that you have a better sense of understanding of those who have struggled to belong. It, it might be that those who are not married, who have never gotten married, those who have been divorced, maybe those who look or act different than we do uh, or than you do. My hope is that these these comments will help just just one person. Because the worth of a soul is great in the sight of God. Take care. Bye-bye.